And now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to another edition of Shout Out. On today's show, the Gay Waves. Catch up with Gary James about the UK's first gay radio station. Uh, plus usual news and views, I'm Andy Shorten. And I'm Hans Peregrine. Join us for the next hour. Hello. Everyone sings that now, yeah. don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Become something of a tradition. So, how are we all? Very well. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I didn't realise that someone had pushed your mute button. And when we went on know, air, Andy, I missed the beginning of people you. People have I do often apologize. wished that in real life I came with a mute button. <laughs> <laughs> You've just granted 99% of the people that have met me's wish. So don't don't worry. You can silence so, me. <laughs> and uh, it was a bit, bit of a squeeze in the sheet. I don't know if he's there or not, but Matthew is joining us at some point tonight. I don't know if you're there at the moment, are you, mate? No. No, never mind. He'll join us at some point. So, but of course, Terry, who was doing it via remoting in last yes. week, is here in person. Hello, I yes, how are you? I grace you with my presence. It's very interesting to be here. It seems a million years ago that it was me, Steffi, I think, and Rose for the last for the last show before yeah. lockdown right. when we were the last time we were in the studio. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, I ended up in quarantine for a, for yes, a couple of did. weeks before the rest of you, didn't I? Because yeah. uh, me and my husband ended up yeah, getting COVID. So, yeah. um, so Actually, did. speaking so of which, before I get in trouble, can I just say um, a very happy anniversary to my husband? Wow. Um, because we are celebrating four years married today. Amazing. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary Which is great. Both. Has he made you a banana bread? <laughs> I, I don't know. I've been in the office all day. First time I've oh. it's only the second time I've been to the what, office. A real, I was about to say a real yeah. office. Yeah, since since lockdown. It's, did, uh, you, did you have any nice presents this morning, or are you expecting any? No, or? we're, we're going to celebrate. We're going to have a few drinks tomorrow evening, mm-hmm. and um, you know we're going to like um, you know uh, just just kind of enjoy it and yeah, nothing nothing fancy this okay. year. So not going out raving. No, because we've, we've had things like, you know, it's like my birthday in, in, in April and it was yeah. in lockdown and it's not, it, it was brilliant because my husband was there and, you of know, course. he spoiled me rotten, but it's not like a birthday where you see everyone, so. No. Mm. Just it's four years ago, we were all on the uh, SS Great Britain, weren't we? Yeah. For your, uh, for your yes. marriage, which was Gosh, absolutely fabulous. Four years ago. I've seen the Gosh. photos, it like yes. a brilliant day. It was. It was lovely. It was. It was gorgeously hot day, um, and the SS Great Britain's a lovely venue. Um, yes, it is. And I seem to remember the food was fantastic, and just kept on coming. There were just so many. We, items we, we of did food. spend a lot on food. On and on and on. It's fab. Yeah. Um, <coughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I feel very sorry for anyone who's had their their nuptials kind of muddled a bit because mm. of coronavirus. Um, yes. Yeah. Well, yes. one of my friends was going to be getting married. Um, I believe in Jamaica. Um, a right. couple of months ago, which has been postponed to next year. I think uh, I had eight friends who were getting married this year who Gosh. now are getting married in 2021. It's <coughs> a lot of weddings. Mm. I think 2021 is going to be amazing for wedding singers. Well, we're catching up with, with all kinds of things, aren't we? So we'll have, um, we'll have like, um, I know that the courts have had to set up other things to kind of catch up on all the court cases and that kind of thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, but it's the effects of it, you know. It's, it's nice. We're slowly being able to do some things and and get back together and the like. So. Well, it's, it's just a different time, isn't it? Everybody's adapting. Um, and I know that for some people, you know, with things changing at the moment, this is feeling as sort of as difficult or as strange as it was when things were changing and, and we were going into lockdown. So, yeah, it's all sort of, you know, just learn as we go along, really, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's just nicer because we can now start to, like, see each other a little bit more than... We, we can, before, and possibly so. even go to a pub at some point. I haven't been doing enough to see that no, yet. I <coughs> no, I haven't either. Have friends over, which is slightly different. Of so. course, yeah. Um, now, anyway, um, we've we got kind of like a very special show, because mm. all three parts of it today are all about gay waves. <laughs> which gay which waves. I love the name of. Yes. I'd go surfing if there so. were gay waves. Well, we're about to ride the oh, game brilliant. waves. I'm in. We are, we are Wait, on. about to find out all <laughs> yeah. about it. I was going to say, can you, are you going to give us a bit of an intro? What, what I'm was... sure I can, yes. Um, myself and Steffi caught up with Gary James, who uh, was a presenter on Gay Waves, which was a programme which went out on an open access pirate radio station back in the 80s, the days long before community radio became legalised in this country. And there were lots and lots of pirate stations in Bristol. Down in London, there were dozens upon dozens. And our radio was a station which broadcast on Wednesday nights with a, a variety of programme for minority communities and groups that just wanted to get access to the airwaves. It's very much a free radio experiment. And Gay Waves was the very first programme, magazine programme, aimed at the gay community. And uh, Gary started following us on Twitter, so we got in oh, touch. Wow. And um, we we had a good chat with him. Also, he's he's got a book out about his very exciting career in media. So um, we uh, I bet we it was quite nice for you to talk to him because <laughs> you're a huge great fan of all this kind of stuff. Aren't yeah, you? yeah. Me and me and Steffi, of course, being old radio anoraks from way back, <laughs> it was absolutely a real pleasure to actually discuss these things with him and and also delve back into a bit of history to the 1980s, which was. Uh-huh. A different world in terms of attitudes to gay men, lesbians, bi and trans people, uh, as well as a very different political climate as well. Nice. Yeah. Well, so. I know we've got an interview coming up with him. I think this is kind of a little bit of the, the history and, and clips from what was. What was Gay Ways from 1982. Wow. Have a listen to this. In Britain, the time is seven o'clock. In Hong Kong, it's five. In Bali, it's a quarter past three. In Eastern, it's seven o'clock as well. But all over the place, it's time for Gay Waves. Britain's first homosexual wireless program broadcast to you by courtesy of our radio on 103.7 FM and Channel 55. Hello, good evening and welcome to Gay Waves, Britain's first gay radio program broadcast every Wednesday at this time by our radio. There's a new jingle to prove it in just a second, made by Gary who came round the other day. Hello, good evening, my name's Anvil Chime and I'll be with you for the next two hours bringing you some news about what's been going on in the London area. This is Gay Waves on 103.7 MHz VHF, a programme by and for gay men. We're the first on the air and keen to expand. There are hundreds of men listening in with talents. Those who sing, write prose or poetry. Those who are full of humorous ideas and jokes. And those who just want to make a point which will be heard across London. So get in touch.
Now here's a rundown of what's in this week's show. It's not in this order, but here it comes anyway. There's news read by myself and a man called Royce who dropped in and helped me read it. Thank you very much, Royce. There's also what's on information, a regular group's guide covering the London area. There's Paul Crane talking about his book Gaze and the Law, which has just been released. There was a press release for it last Thursday at the Gaze of the Word. Uh, there's a report on the Gay Sock Disco at South Thames Poly last Friday. Gay Wave's second competition, it's being rerun this week. We ran it last week, and here's your second chance to hear it. There's also an interview with a member of the Caroline Fan Club and a bit of tape uh, pirated from Capital Radio, uh, which sets out a bit of the background information to when Caroline sang a couple of years ago. Moves on the, uh, on the foot to re- rearrange, I was going to say resurrect, but it's not resurrect at all, to reassemble Caroline as an organisation. There's also music from tapes and records that people have sent in, including hits from Dionne Warwick and Diana Ross, which I myself bought. And of course, no programme would be complete without the very reverend QF Pubis, who actually did drop into the studio the other day and uh, has recorded us a piece of information. In fact, the programme is the reverend QF Pubis on C of E TV from Canterbury. Live coverage, no doubt. By the way, there's no coverage of the Gay Action Centre this week, although we've been plugging it like mad on this programme. Uh, the reason being, um, well, London taxi cabs. I won't go into details, but I had a, a terrible experience the other day. Uh, <laughs> no doubt Capital Gay want to know all about it, but I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to tell you. It's just too much to think about. Right, here's the new jingle, Gay Waves Will Save Your Brain. All the time And Michael Aspen's dreary wine Don't switch off your set Cause Gay Waves is your best bet When Roger Scott gets up your snout Like a little bit of yuck you can't get out Don't crack up under the strain Cause Gay Waves will save your brain We'll give you little arrows a tingle And play you a Gay Waves jingle We're on channel 55 for a couple of bars Even Percy throw a lessons when he's not with his class So if you're feeling rather cod And you think the DLT's a stupid sod Don't give up the ghost Let Gay Waves become your host You bring your new self in and jack your old self out Become a homosexual and find out what fun's about You scream around the city looking like a bunch of glads So why don't we all come out? Oh, oh, the homosexuals Oh, oh, we're homosexuals Thank the Lord we're homosexuals And that's what we're gonna flight you bring your gay news in and chuck your express out. Become a friend of Dorothy and shake it all a bite. You tune your set to gayways on a Wednesday night. And guess what? We're all a bunch. You guessed it. We're all raving homosexuals. We're campaigning homosexuals. Find the Lord of homosexuals. And that's what it's all about. Oh, don't stay in the closet. Come out. And now here's the mood with Passions in Dark Rooms, an amazing song. The Shout Out Podcast. Oh, my gosh. That that was hilarious. <laughs> yes, I, I don't think I I've laughed chuckle. quite out loud like that for, for some time. For Rabie Homosexuals. <laughs> oh, so. absolutely brilliant. Uh, one for you two, Upman, uh, Ship, Matthew. 
yes, uh, totally, totally, ra- almost random. And it took me right back to uh, some some stuff I used to listen to on the on the eight, uh, in the nineteen eighties, which was sort of spoof shows. But that was actually real. It yes. was, yes, yes. Yes, and, and I we'll believe we're finding out more. Yeah, after uh, yeah, honestly, after I, me, me and Hans just sat because I've not heard <laughs> that before, and we were just sat here like laughing our heads <laughs> off. It's the we? best version of the Hokey Cokey I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, we so, need more of that. Mm. Yeah, can of we course. do it? Can we, can we do a shout out? What a shout out! <laughs> a shout out version. A of shout it, out Christmas single. Leave I think, it with me. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Well, the, the number of lines you come out with on the show, we could probably put one together for slippery there, little suckers. So. We'll have to be in there. <laughs> <laughs> And such fun. <laughs> such fun. So, uh, anyway, um, it's Matthew and Terry. Uh, it's time to get the news. This is Shoutout News on Thursday, the 23rd of July. Trans Pride Southwest with a local organising group here in Bristol for a static protest estimated it involving several hundred people at the weekend. The protest for trans rights took place on College Green in the city centre and featured a respectfully socially distanced sit-down in front of the council house building. Speakers to address the crowd included Spencer Blackwell, who told local newspaper B247 that the government plans to, in the words of the LGBTQ newswire Pink News, kick further reforms for trans recognition into the long grass, and that these were illogical. Spencer pointed out that 70% of respondents to a government survey were in favour of changes to the Gender Recognition Act. Addressing the statements made by some radical feminist groups who claim that transgender women would take over women's spaces such as rest facilities... Spencer said, in countries where self-identification has already been legalised, such as Norway, Malta and Ireland, no increase in attacks on women and girls has been reported. LGBTQ Scottish political commentators have been sending 50th birthday greetings to Scotland's First Minister, Nicola Sturgeon, who was born in July 1970. Those were different days for Scottish independence politics, and it was only after the middle 1970s that the Scottish National Party, which she heads, began to gain significant ground. Under Sturgeon's leadership, the SNP has achieved considerable success both at the Westminster Parliament and the Scottish Parliament. The SNP has come close to winning independence for Scotland. The party has 48 members of the Westminster Parliament, 10 of whom identify as LGBTQ. The party has had a strong gay rights platform since the 1980s, when it was firmly established in the social democratic tradition. The SNP has taken steps to encourage women's involvement in politics with a mentoring scheme and all women's shortlist for candidacies. Brian May marked his 73rd birthday at the weekend. The co-founder of the rock band Queen, which was led by the bisexual and HIV-positive Asian hero Freddie Mercury until his sad passing in 1991, is respected the world over for his intellect and commitments for causes he supports, including LGBTQ freedom and animal welfare. Radio Caroline aired several lesser-known Queen tracks to mark Mr May's birthday on Sunday, whilst late on Monday listeners to the national classic rock network Planet Rock were treated to a remastered recording of Queen from their heyday, performing in 1979 as part of their European tour. Freddie was at the height of his considerable powers as a performer then, holding the crowd in the proverbial palm of his hand as he belted out rock hit after hit with his powerful voice. Since 2010, Queen have been back on the road with Adam Lambert filling in for Freddie. 
But the participants in this project have been at pains to explain that Lambert in no way replaces Freddie, but is just working with the active members of Queen. An album of material under the moniker Queen and Adam has been hinted at. Adam, of course, is gay and a popular entertainer in his own right. With his explorations of style and sexuality, he is the perfect choice to vocalise with Queen's material. And, given his generous support of US-based LGBTQ organisations, we are sure that Freddie would approve of Adam taking on some of the classic lyrics he penned. Munro Bergdorf remains a crucial voice at the intersections of class, racial and gender politics. She pulls no punches when she discusses white supremacy, straight supremacy and the way in which transgender children are being used as a political weapon by certain types of radical feminist. This week, Munro tweeted her supporters to say that her debut book, provisionally entitled Transitional, has been acquired by the publisher Bloomsbury and will be available in July next year. Among those tweeting their support and congratulations was the Labour Party and LGBT Plus Network, which said we can't wait to read it. Meanwhile, Monroe offered an olive branch to some women who continue to use the internet to denigrate transgender people. She told The Guardian, if I think... I think if they actually sat down with me and communicated in a respectful way instead of posting things about our community that are detrimental to mental health, physical well-being and emotional well-being of trans people, they would see that trans people want what's best for cisgender women too. Our group of society's rights isn't to the de- one group of society's rights isn't to the detriment of anyone else's. Equal rights are equal rights. It means equality. It doesn't mean less for some and more for others. And finally, it's history time. Dan Jones has been walking Britain's Roman roads for a series on the Channel 5 network. Available to watch again on My5, the programme on Wednesday evening charted the Foss Way, which ran from ancient Exeter through the West Country to Lincoln. In Bath, Dan spent time visiting the ancient remains of the Roman city of Aquae Sulis, which was already a pagan shrine long before the Romans arrived with a conquering force. He learned about the pleasurable pursuits of the baths, including the fact that people would go to these emporia of leisure to pick up. So no different to today's gyms then. Men, women and also same-sex couples would use the bathhouses to get naked together. They would also indulge in some body care. The Romans did not approve of body hair on anyone, so today's preoccupation with shaving, waxing and shaping is not a modern one. Indeed, the Romans might have pinched this aesthetic off the even more ancient Greek civilization, whose homoerotic ideolation of naked and shaved young men is preserved in a multitude of statues. That's your history lesson for today. There's going to be more on the website. For these stories and more, check out our website at shoutoutradio.lgbt. For Shoutout News, this has been Terry Starr. And Matthew Tosh. Shoutout News. National and international LGBT news for you. Shout out. LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. That's a culture club. And a do you really want to hurt me? So we're really sticking with the 80s. Can you tell it? So it, it might all have something to do with the fact that we're, we're catching those gay waves. <laughs> the 1980s were a fantastic era. They were. In some ways. Best yeah, of times, two worst years of times. Old, two years old when they started. It's... Really? Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. giving away your um, age now. When you're over started. 40. Yeah. Culture Club. 
No, when the 1980 started. Oh. In other words, in 1980, I was two years old. Okay. I'm with well, you. Culture Club sort of had their first breakthrough in 81, 82. Yeah. So. Oh, right. yeah. And that, that in itself was a major thing. I don't know if anyone yeah. remembers Boy George first appearing on Top of the Pops. The whole nation was like, is this a man? Is this a woman? Yeah. This yeah. is amazing. Well, a lot of people thought it was amazing, and I think some people think were horrified. In the 80s, they'd be horrified, wouldn't they? <laughs> but so. a lot of people thought, my God, this is so liberating. But talking of the 80s, yes. um, this is you talking to uh, Gary James, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Me and Steph caught up with Gary on Monday night and had a little chat about the past and uh, about um, his new book, which is coming out. So we've got quite a bit of material. It's really mm. good to delve into the past. So cool. uh, well, indulge uh, us. Let's kick it off. Now, Steffi, you and I are both radio anoraks, aren't we? That's how we both came into uh, Shout Out. Now, um, incidentally, the phrase anorak to describe a radio fan was coined by a gay DJ called Andy Archer, who worked for Radio Caroline. I remember Andy Archer, yes. Yeah. Now, um, we we were both sort of inspired by pirate radio and overseas stations like Luxembourg and things like that, weren't we, both in the the 70s and 80s? Now, during the early 1980s, a radio station came on the air in London as part of a very large explosion in land piracy called Our Radio. And one of the programmes was called Gay Waves, which was the first ever British (coughs) magazine programme for the LGBTQ community all the way back in 1982. And we're really pleased that Gary, Gary James from Gay Waves, has joined us this evening. So, hello, Gary. Hello, darling. How are you? Really pleased that you've joined us because, I mean, Gay Waves, I can remember reading about in the late 80s when I was a teenager and thinking, what a great idea. Uh, Yeah, we, we, um, we, we, you know, we, at at the time, there was no social media. There was no other way of getting um, what you wanted to say out there to the people um, because the media, as you know, was controlled by the big um, media conglomerates, the BBC, the IBA and the rest of it. So... Um, if you wanted to get a message out that uh, really pirate radio was about the only way you could do it. Yeah, that's very true. What gave you the idea? Who came up with it? Was it just a load of you sat around um, a table in a pub and you just thought, let's get on air? (laughs) No, it wasn't. I mean, the thing is, Phil Cox, who um, was my one of my dearest, closest friends back then. And Phil had started the London Gay Teenage Group back in 1975 when i first went to london as a gay teenager straight from college and uh, met phil and um, for the next five years or so we had often talked about um the possibility of doing something exactly like gateways as some sort of pirate radio program and there were um, various london stations going at the side at the time one of whom i think was called thames side radio um, which Phil had some friends there. And um, in fact, we used to hold Thameside Radio Pirate Radio parties in Phil's flat, which was on the 13th floor of a tower block in Old Street in the city of London. And they used to um, put the aerial in Phil's washing on his balcony. So, um, <laughs> Love it. <laughs> which was lovely because because the lifts in Phil's tower block that were always uh, breaking down, we knew that if the Home Office... Um, with their detector van, suddenly drove up outside, the lifts were usually out of action, so it would take them about a quarter of an hour before they could get up to us. And by that time, <laughs> we'd scheduled them away, you see. So, um, yeah, we just decided that it was something we really wanted to do. And in fact, we practised and wrote and 
uh, got our ideas together long before the program actually went out. Um, when when did uh, Gay Waves first hit the airway? Yeah, incredibly, it didn't actually get broadcast. The pilot was broadcast on the fifth of May, nineteen eighty two. Now we'd already been working on um, ideas for this for about two or three years before we actually found the mechanism to get the program broadcast. But that's when it went out, and it lasted until March 1983. So it had a very short shelf life, but it was a wonderful um, thing to have done. That was very short, wasn't it? Um, what happened? Why did you just keep getting arrested and your, your <laughs> kit taken from you? Or Confiscation, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we were very lucky because the, the mechanism we eventually settled on was through an organisation called Our Radio, who were a sort of community broadcasting station. And they broadcast programmes for all sorts of different communities within London, giving people a voice who had really never had it before. Um, and we were one of the people, we used to record the programme on reel-to-reel tapes and edit them on reel-to-reel and then supply them to Our Radio and Our Radio broadcast them every week on our behalf. That's incredible. Yeah, so you were splicing the tapes. Yeah, we did. Uh, we, we, we learned to do it. One of our, uh, one of our, uh, there's a lot of people listening to this who won't know what uh, we're talking about. <laughs> what's a reel-to-reel? <laughs> what's a reel-to-reel? What's, what's a splice tape? Um, well, it was a very risky thing, and you ended up with bloody fingers if you were not careful, because you had to do it with a, a little wax pencil, a yellow pencil, and a, a razor blade, actually, and you would physically cut the magnetic tape and edit the shows together. Um, and that's how we did it. And one of our contributors, one of the people that worked with us, a guy called John Rymel, he actually worked at the BBC. So it was glorious, um, gloriously seditious that we had somebody <laughs> from the BBC working with us. Yes, obviously, I, I doubt if he was actually out then. <laughs> uh, well, have you seen him? But uh, uh, he's, uh, he wasn't out. No, he they didn't know anything about pirate radio. Goodness me. That would have been a suckable offence. Yes, exactly. I'm sure. Yeah. I think uh, it reminds me very much, the reel-to-reel things reminds me much of uh, the late, great Kenny Everett, of course, um, who... Uh, who again came through pirate radio and was a master at that splicing up of things to make very funny. Well, it will come as no surprise program. to you that, yeah, exactly. And Kenny was our hero. He, to me, Kenny Everett was the radio master. No one has ever come anywhere near what Kenny Everett did. Before him, there was a guy called Jack Jones who used to do um, a radio show on the BBC, funnily enough, and he used to intersperse his speech with clips from programmes. But then Kenny Everett came along. Kenny Everett honed his craft on the Pirates, as you said. Really, there was no one to top him. He was, a, And we modelled a lot of the sketches that I wrote were um, really modelled on the sorts of things Kenny used to do. Bless his heart. Yep, and yeah. um, of course, um, Kenny was, was gay and that, that was kept quiet for quite a long time, wasn't it? Um, yeah, but yeah. He, he did a fantastic job, but he carried those skills through to Radio 1, didn't he? Yes, he did until he... But he, he had a... Kenny, bless him, had a nasty habit of getting sacked by the BBC. Um, whether it was, the, yes. <laughs> I mean, making jokes about the um, the transport minister's wife passing her driving test um, through some sort of nepotism, yeah. and he was sacked for, for that. Um, but uh, so he had this one, and of course, it's worth bearing in mind that Kenny Everett actually invented the phrase "auntie," auntie BBC, and also "beeb," the beeb. That was a Kenny Everett. Yeah. Um, 
uh, invention of his own, bless his heart. Indeed. Yeah, you've reminded me, Gary, apparently when he was on uh, the, the offshore pirate Radio London in, in the mid-60s, they had a religious programme that went out he went to the studio and faded up loads of sounds of snoring and uh, <laughs> pigs oinking and things like that and the managers had to send a special boat out to have him dragged off the ship <laughs> well do you know so he, so he was reinstated because, like i said he he was my inspiration and one many years later i was actually working legitimately on um, bbc radio london on the malcolm laycock program where we had a sort of zoo format there and there was a, a, a DJ called Susie Barnes who came on after Malcolm's show. And Susie's initial jingle was a piece of lovely classical Spanish guitar to soothe you into the night. I had planned to play a practical joke a la Kenny Everett by replacing her intro cartridge with someone tunelessly twanging a, an out-of-tune <laughs> guitar. And um, I, I got within a hair's breadth of replacing the cart so that she did this until somebody said to me if you do that malcolm will get sat and i bottled out at the end but i was perilously close thank you kenny everett for that lovely idea <laughs> i just wish i had been able to do it <laughs> yeah indeed indeed now gary of course um the pirate radio uh, was not just your only claim to fame but you were part of the tube which i was always glued to tell me more about that are you how did you get involved in that yeah well, you know, I'm, I, I am an actor and I, I I'd, uh, decided that uh, it was time to start earning some money. <laughs> so um, I answered this advert in the music press saying, are you the face for the space? Which back then when I was um, young and twinky, uh, not the fat old queen that I've turned out to be now. <laughs> um, but, um, <laughs> um, I, I asked and I got the gig and, and bizarrely, the gateway started in May 1982 um, in November 1982, I started working on the Tube, doing live broadcasts from Newcastle with um, Channel 4. So all the time that I was doing the legit stuff with Channel 4, I was also doing gay waves on Pirate Radio in London. So it was all very precarious. Mm. That was the, the days that Channel 4 was a very edgy channel, wasn't it? And the Tube <laughs> led that. It was so iconic. Yeah, I mean, we were given... Jeremy Isaacs, uh, who was head of Channel 4... Gave Time Tees really a clean, um, a clean sweep to do whatever they wanted. And, um, you know, when we had some, because we were pre-Watership, we went out initially at quarter past five till seven o'clock. Um, so if anybody said fart bum or knickers, you know, uh, it was, uh, it was an arrestable offence, you know. And Jeremy Isaacs would phone up the police and say, leave those people alone. And um, they did. And uh, it was only when, when Jules, Holland came out with a far worse word uh, in 1987 that um, the, the plug was pulled on the programme. Yes, yes, quite an infamous yes, <laughs> incident yes. that Jules Indeed. did. Did you notice, but, however, that I didn't actually say the yeah, word? Thank you, Gary. Because I've, done so many, I've done so many interviews on the BBC. Do you know, I did one interview, I've got to tell you this, I did one interview with a local BBC radio station about the book that I've written, and, um, uh, and before a panicked presenter phoned me up and said, Please don't swear. You won't swear, will you? On air. And I said, to them, "Excuse me. You know what do you think I am? No, I'm a I'm a respectable actor. I don't swear." Thank you, Gary. We're going to take a break, um, and then we're going to come back to you and talk about your book. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Shout out LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Shout out. 
let's let's get back to to actually what was in um, Gay Waves, Gary, because because it was a really important program. Nothing else had been tried at that stage. I think we were some the end of the eighties. Channel Four did the Out on Tuesday program, but in the early eighties, as you said, it was pirate radio that was the voice of LGBTQ people. But Gay Waves was mostly for gay men, wasn't it? It was, oh, and that, yeah. that was a, a very definite decision on behalf of Phil Cox, um, who started the programme. That, uh, and you've got to remember, things were very, very different then. We we spoke really back then in the seventies and early eighties in uh, in terms of lesbians and gays, and it was we felt it wasn't right for men to speak on behalf of women in that in that regard. So there was actually our radio. Um, broadcast a, a, a lesbian program which came uh, I think it was put out after hours um, uh, so Gay Wave started then the opportunity was given and, and the women took over and did their own program um, we did Didn't have them that, yeah. yeah yeah that's true and I, I can't remember the name of it now because so, I'm a bit um, the beer's got to me on the way but um, uh, but so yeah it was broadcast for gay men um, but we we were very conscious of the the politics of the time. It, this is going to sound very strange to people now, um, but back then that's just the way things were. So yeah. the, the lesbians and gays, um, and obviously there was no tea involved at all back in the the eighties. <laughs> you, you never the twain shall meet. Well, it was a little bit like that, but I think it, mm, again it's it just the way that the time was. Uh, so we broadcast on gay waves. Lots of things for what's on, which we did include um, uh, lesbian uh, uh, um, information within that. And, of course, the, the um, phone line and support services that we promoted, they were also for everybody. They, they, there was no split there. Um, but we did comedy, news, reviews. We did politics. And remember, May 1982, um, well, the Falklands Islands con- conflict, with uh, which Margaret Thatcher started, um, that was in full swing. That was between April and June in 82. So we were broadcasting right throughout the time that the Falklands crisis was going on. And uh, I think some of the other things that in the archive that the British Library have, which are interesting, are interviews, vox pops with people at pubs, which were being raided by the police at the time. And I played some of these to some of my younger relatives and friends and they are astonished at the sort of things that used to go on back then. Some of my younger friends have actually said to me they had no idea that things were actually like that back then. And that's the value of this archive. I think it's important to remember, you know, it just wasn't community radio that was illegal in the early 80s. And the, the Tories, obviously, that were in power at the time were very frightened of the idea of community radio, not just our radio, but all the all the stations that were on the air. But, but also, as you say, gay pubs were being raided and... Uh, public attitudes were incredibly different in 1982 than they are. You yeah, know, I mean, there was also the, 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 the gay news blasphemy trials. You know, I mean, you, you had to be extremely careful what you said. The gay, uh, the um, blasphemy laws, the libel laws, all the, all sorts of laws were being called, called dragged out of old dusty drawers in the back end of nowhere and thrown at you if you did stuff that the establishment didn't like. Yeah, and I think about this sort of time, um, Gays the Word, which of course is an institution still with us down in uh, Bloomsbury, they they were raided, yeah. I think, for stocking Oscar Wilde's plays, yeah. something yeah. ridiculous like this. It was a yeah, very strange were. era. Yeah. We love yeah. Gays the Word, by the way. Hello, guys, Gays the Word. They, uh, they, they are lovely, and I've always... I remember my first visit there, and um, 
buying books. You know, when I lived in Wales, they used to ship books to me. And yeah, really nice bunch of people. Gary, um, can we now mention your book? Which is yes, it, please. Is it due out now? My goodness me, this book's good. You should, you should get it. It costs a paltry twelve ninety nine. Um, and um, yes, it's it's called Spangles, Glam, Gay Waves, and Tubes, which rolls off the tongue like a brick. But um, uh, it really is what it's about. Spangles was because of the sweet Spangles back in the sixties. Glam because I was a Mark Boland fan, and glam rock was everything that I was involved with at school and loved. Gay Waves, which we've talked about, and Tubes because. I was a presenter on the tube on Channel 4, and for a short time, at the same time I was doing that, I was also driving trains on the London Underground. So that's why it's tubes in plural. Um, Ah, um, very clever. So the book is kind of really a homage to Phil Cox, who we've been talking about, Mm -hmm. and all the things he did. Um, And also for people that grew up at the same time I did, and for people that wanted to know about the programme, the tube. Uh, and all that that went on in that. Now, if people want to get in touch with you, social media, or have you got a website? I have, my darling. It's it's right. called. Throw it between w- my ears. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I don't know, www.bangagong.co.uk is my website, and um, the book is published from bookguild.co.uk. But you can get it, of course, from Gays the Word. Jim and Uli there, they'll be only too happy to shove a copy in the post to you. Thank you. Gary, it's been absolutely wonderful mm-hmm. talking to you. And um, going back in the history, and especially um, Pirate Radio and being part of that that that, that excitement that was uh, the first gay radio station, and uh, obviously not a legal one either. Um, thank you for joining us. And um, I'm, I'm hoping that we'll catch up with you very soon and have another chat. That'd be good. I'll bring another beer. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, thank so you very I. much. Thank you. Cheers, Gary. For more information about Shoutout Radio, visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shoutout. LGBT Radio for you. The Shoutout Podcast. Uh, the Look of Love. Uh, that's by uh, ABC. Great track. Uh, that, that Great one you, track. You, you like that, do you? Yeah. Yeah. I like, yeah, they, they had some really good tracks. Did they? They did. I don't really remember ABC, if I'm honest. I think out of the Very, tracks... Uh, uh, sorry, Terry. No, no, you carry on. So yeah. Out of the tracks yeah. played tonight, definitely Culture Club for me, but they're yeah. all great. Well, yeah, I'm, great I'm, a, stuff. I'm a little bit biased because um, Gloria um, was the last one that played. It's, uh, really, it's, it's, it's my... Um, um, anniversary today and uh, Gloria was actually um, the song that was played at my stag do it was the last one of the night when we were all very very drunk very 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 and my very mate drunk. was going around going who is she who is she has anybody actually ever met her <laughs> <laughs> oh I love that that's brilliant it's lovely though isn't it when you hear a song and within sort of five seconds you're sort of taken back to a, to a memory yeah mm. good old nostalgia yeah. well, any of them your favourite ones Matthew or Ones you I, remember? I think Gloria, or? I have to say, Gloria is, is a particular favourite and takes me back to my year in France because that was that's where I first discovered uh, that that particular track. I hadn't really heard it before then. Oh right, yeah, Laura it was big on the gay passed. scene in France. I think it was cancer she passed away from, wasn't it? Um, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure she she didn't have many tracks. If, if any, that was certainly the one she was most well known for. Was yeah. Gloria? Yeah. So. And we'll have to sing it again, do a shout-out special. We will. So you could do that, couldn't you? Yes, yeah. such fun. <laughs> now, I've got something for you here. 
Well, before you do, just very quickly, so we get it in, we oh, need to God. say happy birthday to Steph for Who's Saturday. Steph? Oh, Steph, yeah. Who's Steph? <laughs> that Who's one. Steph? Yeah, it's her 49th birthday. Oh, I on thought Saturday. it was 89th. Eight? Woof. Whoa. She's, no, she's not far enough away. Oh, right. She can't Sorry. come in with a pointed stick, Andy. <laughs> Sorry to ask you, Novi, Matthew. <laughs> yeah, well, happy birthday to Steph for the, for the weekend. Uh, now, listen to this. Uh, a scientific study has confirmed that, wait for it, some men are bisexual. Seriously, honestly, we didn't know that. This just it goes beyond. I thought I was reading a spoof article when I first came across <laughs> really? this. Um, but at the beginning of the week, this this hit uh, Pink News are covering it, IFL Science were covering it, and this is the University of Essex. Have um, one of their researchers has worked with someone in the Northwestern University in the states, uh, trying to prove whether bisexual uh, bisexuality is a is a real thing. And you're thinking, well, why are you even asking that question? You only have to walk down the street or actually talk to people. Um, but it goes back to a, a study that was done back in a very controversial study and paper released in 2005 by Professor J. Michael Bailey of Northwestern University, and uh, he concluded that uh, men were not genuinely attracted to both sexes and, and, and claim that most in the sample were either gay and a few were straight um, but you know this was then used basically as ammunition uh, people could say well look on a scientific paper you've been proven that uh, you don't exist uh, and it's it's contributed to uh, cases of uh, by invisibility by erasure all of the, these phrases but actually the, these are real things people are just overlooking it uh, so this uh, this latest paper uh, and they, they conclude that uh, you know science Science has proven that bisexual men really exist. And I asked the question, as a scientist, really, did you actually have to go ahead and commission that report, that, that kind of research? I mean, how well, are they, they I mean, come on, the, They've done research you know, to find out that people are gay. It's a bit you know, concerning, I mean... <laughs> but the point is here... That and look at is, us over here, Matthew, we're existing. How we're very existing. dare us. And I this, know, us pansexuals, bisexuals. This has just been published, this is the thing, and it's been yeah. published by, you know, a university that is... Um, is Obviously is got of, a lot more time and money than well, they really they should also, have. Also, they are affiliated to Stonewall's top 100 universities. Wow, and it is wow. 2020, is, that's the terrifying thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that is my point. That's why I was just like, what? My chin was on the and floor. Oh, come even on. hypothetically, if they were able to prove that there were not bisexuals, for, for what for, for what end? What what would be the, the benefit of, of proving that? And that is that? an incredibly valid question, yes. Uh, yeah. you are, why, why, why are you asking that question? Yeah. What are you trying to prove? Yeah. So it there we is, go. Yeah. It mm. is very interesting. It's like, just, uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm getting annoyed you for you. You summed up with a sound I'm, I'm, I'm not bisexual. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm homosexual, as they say. Uh, but yeah, I exist too. So anyway, uh, that's it for um, another week of gay or rather LGBT plus uh, radio, as we probably should say. <laughs> catch it again online at shoutoutradio.lgbt, where you can also find out all about us and catch up with any shows you've missed. Uh, next week, uh, we're catching up with the lovely little Harriet to find out how she's been getting on um, uh, during lockdown but from myself Matthew, Terry, Steph and Hans and all the rest of the team say bye bye everyone shout out LGBT radio for you such fun